Thank you for tuning in to Morning Moments with Pastor Bruce Goddard from Faith Baptist Church. We pray that this is a blessing to you. Great to be together today, and I'm so thankful we've got a Bible. You know, if you let the ideas of people manipulate your thinking, you'll be an idiot. If we would allow the media, the pressures of the world around us, and the uh, the trends of society, the politically correct thinking, the direction of education or the direction of politics, if we let those things control our thinking, not only would we be the fulfillment of Orwell's 1984 and this uh, brainless, robotic obedience to idiotic uh, ideals, but we would be of absolutely no value to God. And uh, I'm thankful I've got a Bible. This tried and true old King James Bible sticks to the truth throughout the centuries, and we can rest in it. Today, I want to actually on that same subject, I want to mention a story here in Acts chapter 14. And I believe that we desperately need a turning back to biblical values. I just listened to a sermon Lester Roloff preached, an ordination sermon, um, somewhere back, I'm guessing, in the 1970s. I believe he died in 1982 or somewhere close to that. But... um, we have lost the, the reckless abandonment to the work of God and the plan of God. And we have surrendered our charts, the course that we are charting, uh, to the world and, and wanting them to chart our course. But I want to give you three simple words out of Acts 14. First of all, in verse 1, it says, They so spake, these people, these preachers, so spake. It was not just what they said, it's how they said it. And I'll come back to it in a minute. And then in verse 2, at the end of verse 1, they so spake that a great multitude believed. So the way they said what they said got all these people saved. Then in verse 2, the way from verse 1, they so spake. In verse 2, that a whole bunch of people got mad at them. And verse 3, they, I mean, they defriended them on social media and quit following them and they slandered them. And then verse 3 says, long time therefore, therefore, they abode they speaking boldly. Now, why did they keep going? Why did the therefore? And I just want to give you three thoughts. First of all, there ought to be some, some passionate preaching, some fervent preaching, some preaching where nobody doubts what the preacher believes. He should not be in the pulpit um, simply throwing out some oration, reading something he got from the internet or retelling a sermon that he heard someone else tell. There ought to be something deep down in the heart of the man of God that he is presenting to the listener, something he truly believes with all of his heart. I remember when I was first saved, I was told that a conviction is something you die for. And I don't know if that's a biblical definition, but it's a pretty good thing. If you really believe it, then you believe it no matter what. Obviously, we're flesh and we may we may coward out and we may, through fear of pain and suffering and uh, the hurt of our family, we may give in. Uh, many uh, a great Bible-believing martyr throughout history has died because they had conviction. Many watched their children die and would not give up their conviction. That's conviction. Uh, that is not only conviction, that's strength. 
Uh, it's one thing to have conviction that would allow you to suffer rather than bend your faith. It's another thing that you won't bend your faith while your child suffers. And uh, these guys in chapter 14 of the book of Acts, chapter 14, verse 1, they so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also the Greeks, believed. Uh, they, they had something passionate in their faith. Secondly, in verse 2 of Acts 14, unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. You know, the devil's crowd stirs up the thinking of the foolish and the ignorant and the thoughtless. There's a whole crowd of people in our society just like this uh, out there in the world of social media. And they read it on social media and then they pass it along and then they pass it along. They just believe all this stuff and it could be out and out lied. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. Social media today is no more to me than a tabloid paper of 30 or 40 years ago in the grocery stores. It's just uh, over-dramatized statements and pictures in hopes somebody will follow their thinking, picking up their papers and buy their papers and pass it on to other people. Um, what a ridiculous thing. But see, it's a, it's a, bibli a biblical um, method of behavior. It's satanic, but it is scriptural. It happens in the Bible. So in verse 2, these unbelieving Jews, their problem is they didn't believe. That's the problem. But they stirred up people, and they made their minds evil affected against the brethren. They didn't have any facts. They didn't have any documentation. They just stirred people up against them. And if you're so mindless that you let factless statements, that you are so communist and un-American, if you are so Nazi, that you would hear one statement and believe it, or even that statement repeated, but without hearing the other side. See, that's what made America great. When we found in America the idea that every man was innocent until he was proven guilty, that a man walked into a courtroom innocent until proven guilty, those, those thoughts are just about gone in America today. But that is America, and it's Bible as well. But these people stirred up the minds. So uh, in verse 1, we find these people so spake that a great multitude believe. In verse 2, a whole bunch of folks got mad. Well, what happens when, when you get a bunch of people saved and a bunch of people get mad at you? Well, of course, you leave town. You, you uh, disappear. You take off and hide trying to save your own skin. Well, look what happens in verse 3. Long time, therefore, and that's important, therefore, because of these unbelieving Jews in verse 2, because of the people who had their minds evil affected against the brethren in verse 2, therefore, in verse 3, a long time in verse 3, they went on speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony of the word of his grace. Now, the folks get saved, folks get mad. So what do you do? You keep doing what you're doing because the people getting mad in verse 2 isn't the issue. The people getting saved in verse 3, verse 1, that's the issue. And... Uh, if, you, if you're going to some church where the preacher's afraid of what some deacon's wife will say or because of what social media posts will be made, um, pray for the preacher. Pray that there'll be a revival of his soul. Uh, pray that he gets some new friends. Pray that he gets reading the right stuff. Um, and, and we're in a world today, um, I mean, from the White House right on down to the church house, uh, character assassination and the the uh, attacks against righteousness and decency are rampant. And this whole world hates people that are going to proclaim holiness and righteousness. And anybody that's going to stand for the Constitution 
in uh, in Washington, oh, they're going to be beaten up. They're going to be attacked mercilessly. And you find a preacher who's going to stand up for our Constitution, the Word of God. Uh, he's going to be beat up mercilessly. So you just take your stand. Number one, you need to so speak that many believe. And number two, you need to accept the fact that some demonic, vile, uh, hypocrites or lost people are going to stir up the minds of simple imbeciles who are incapable of seeking out the truth and they are there they drink water out of the gutter rather than uh, find the pure water of life and they're going to turn their hearts against the one who so spake and then verse three you just say well therefore because of all that i think i'll just do this for a long long time and how thankful i am for the people God has given me grace to follow for a long time. I watched the ministries of a John Rice and a Jack Howells and Lee Robertson and many, many other great men who uh, they spent their lives a long, long, long years, decades after decade, and they stood for the truth. And what a blessing. And, um, and I'm just grateful to, to have known them. I'm grateful to be able to follow to some extent in their footsteps. And I want to encourage you. Love that kind of preaching. Don't follow this modern, soft teacher with itching ears, with a light show going on behind him on the platform, with musicians and singers caressing the microphones like Hollywood um, and nightclub uh, performers. I heard a, a little clip of a sermon the other day from a, a preacher, and he said, all that we need now is popcorn to complete the average church because they're just entertainment anyway. And, uh, and I feel that way. We are so concerned about entertaining the people. And uh, we're, not, we're not worried about thus saith the Lord. We're worried about we want the people here. We want to make them feel good. We want to make them happy. Well, I'll tell you, I want, to, I want God happy. And we'll let everybody else just sort things out however they like it. But anyway, let's decide to so speak. And if folks get a little unhappy, look, if the devil isn't mad, then we need to fix what we're doing. And I heard this preacher, uh, this uh, Lester Roloff, his sermon, he mentioned, he said, if there ain't no devil, then who's doing all the devilment out here? <clears throat> and there's certainly a lot of evil running around. Of course, there's a devil out there. Uh, and, uh, and God is, for whatever reason, giving him some freedom. And it's up to us who we're going to listen to. And oh, as for me and my house, by God's grace, we're going to serve the Lord. Hope you have a great day. And let's take some time to be sure that we keep on the, the firing line for God, standing up for the truth, love and righteousness. And by the way, loving people, even those who maybe don't love us back. Have a great day.